0: This is the man I'm going to marry. He's going to be the father of my children. That was, that was the plan. I'd rather be with him hurting me than having to actually deal with the grief of it all.
1: Hey there, besties. Welcome to our cozy corner of the podcasting world. Thank you for pressing play and spending some time with me here on Share a Latte. I'm Mintu Cree, your virtual coffee bestie, podcast orchestrator, master storyteller, and your caffeinated host. Picture us in a cozy cafe with the rich scent of freshly brewed coffee as we embark on a journey filled with inspiration. In each episode, remarkable women share their tales of overcoming life's hurdles, offering a comforting embrace for your spirit. These narratives serve as a reminder that resilience and unwavering determination pave the way to success. Join me each week for conversations that will stir your mind, warm your heart, and you'll unearthly own your own ability to transform challenges into remarkable strengths. The Share a Latte podcast sprinkles hope, courage, and the belief that you can not only handle life, but thrive throughout your day. All right, besties, let's embrace those tales of triumph and get ready for another episode of Share a Latte. Hey there, Latte and podcast lovers. Thanks for pressing play and joining me here on Share a Latte. I'm Min your caffeinated host. We are days away from Valentine's Day, and if this time of year, to you, feels like everyone is just coupled up, you are definitely not alone. But what if you were going through a breakup with the person that you thought was, quote unquote, the one? Today we're taking a deep dive into the world of healing after heartbreak with the incredible Evelyn Christine. As someone who's gone through the emotional roller coaster of a breakup herself, Evelyn is not just a coach. She's a compassionate guide to rediscovering your strength and fostering a deeper relationship with yourself. When Evelyn was faced with her own heart-wrenching breakup, she found a lack of resources to aid her healing. Turning her experiences into a journey of empowerment, she shared her wisdom on TikTok and now extends her support through coaching programs and a dedicated breakup support group. Evelyn's expertise lies in helping you not only overcome heartbreak, but also, strengthening, but also strengthening the most vital relationship, the one you have with yourself. So grab that warm cup and get ready for another amazing episode. Ready to go. Welcome back friends. I'm so excited to be joined by Evelyn. February kicks off a very fun month of love, but before we dive into love, with a significant other, I think we need to remind ourselves that sometimes love doesn't always end up the way that we want it to. And Evelyn, you are the master queen of breakups. (laughs) So let's dive into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story?
0: Yeah. Hey, so I'm Evelyn. I'm a relationship and breakup coach. I originally got into it when I was about, I started training myself in it when I was about six months out of my own long-term relationship. I was just posting on TikTok about my healing journey and everything like that. And I just got flooded with questions, DMs, comments, asking for advice and support. And I realized this is something people really need. There's not actually a lot of support specifically for breakups. There's therapy and all of that. But the biggest thing I hear about going to therapy is that There's no, you're just venting about the same problems over and over again. There's no real tools about how are you going to actually work through this? And so that's when I started developing it. And it's been about a year and I haven't looked back.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. How long were you in this relationship?
0: Yeah, it was like a three-year relationship. It was my first significant long-term thing. Yeah. Oh.
1: Before we dive deep into a little bit more of this, but did you go into it a little bit? This is like my person, and we're gonna be
0: oh, a hundred percent, yeah, I like went from living with my mom straight to living with him in university. It was, yeah, this is the man I'm gonna marry, he's gonna be the father of my children that was that was the plan <laughs> how when did you know that it was over? <sighs> there was this moment. I think maybe a year and a half into our relationship. Were you guys living together at this point, too? We were living together. I'd been having doubts. And there was just this moment where I was like, this isn't it. I'm not going to be spending my life with this guy. But now is not the time for us to break up.
1: Oh, interesting. Now is not the time for us to break up. What do you mean? No, I was...
0: It was, I don't know, it was just, I remember I was, like, standing in that kitchen, I'd been, like, having this internal war with myself, with, like, doubts, and but I wasn't ready to leave. I was like, there's more for me to, there's more to discover okay. in this. It was this super weird moment. I was just so calm and clear about it. Yeah.
1: So you're just standing in your kitchen. I just picture you standing in your kitchen, possibly drinking or holding a cup of coffee, <laughs> Because that's my thing. But, and you're just like, we're probably not going to last, but I can't do this right now. I I need to be in this moment a little bit longer. This is so interesting. Because, okay, so how much of it was like,
0: did you feel, did your body start disconnecting at that point? Not even. Like, I was, I I still loved him. I still really enjoyed being with him. But I just knew that, like, it this whole plan of he's gonna be my husband father my i just knew that wasn't gonna happen i knew that it wasn't it and then it was so weird we i couldn't live with him anymore i'm not sure how much longer it was after that but we did the whole let's move out but stay together and then it must have been another year and a half of that and then i finally did it i finally broke up with him And then I didn't properly deal with it. I was like, because I've been out of this or because I've been wanting out of this for so long, I'm basically over it. And I didn't actually do any of the proper healing and proper work. I just put that in a little box and ignored it. And then three months went by. I don't think there's a single woman listening to this right now being like, I know exactly what she means, that that I didn't (laughs) properly deal with it. Like nobody
1: properly deals with breakups. I think that... A lot of us sometimes go on existing in our lives in hopes that it like either goes away or if we just get back into the regular every
0: day, we won't feel those emotions again. Totally. So that's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm just like, I already grieved this. It's fine. And then three months went by and all of a sudden this one day at work, I was like, I'm not okay. And so I- So were you just sitting at
1: your desk being like, I can't do this?
0: Yeah, I was working in film, actually. I was on set and I was just like, I need to like talk to him. And so I wrote, it was three months, no contact. I was like, can we talk? And so we met up and we got a beer and then conversations of getting back together started ensuing. And then it was like th- three months of really messy. Are we getting back together? Are we not? One day we were boyfriend, girlfriend again. The next day we weren't. There was someone else he was seeing. It was just like so messy. And it all, that was like, I, I couldn't let go of it. And I had another moment after we had talked again, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, this is not your husband. This is not the father of your children, but I couldn't let go of it. And I was like, just holding on, grasping at straws, trying to make it work when it was clear I didn't even really want it. He didn't even really want it. And then it like all came to a head when he finally was like, yeah, no, this is not working for anybody and that's when it was really over how much of how long was it with the back and forth for a little while that was like three months that's a long time it was tough I didn't tell anybody anything about it I was just like yeah we're talking about getting back together it's all great I couldn't admit to anyone that I was struggling with it because (laughs) no no one none of my friends really liked him like (laughs) everyone Everyone laughing about it because we all we
1: know like I don't know a single woman in her life who was like broke up with a guy and all my friends loved him like I need to hear those stories because 98% of the time it's none of my
0: friends liked him
1: my mom Mm -hmm. couldn't stand him she just tolerated him for me
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and so they were all happy when we broke up the first time and so I couldn't admit that I was struggling with it and mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody about what I was dealing with. And then finally, when we did officially broke up, break up, we did officially break up. I told my mom everything, and she was like, "I'm relieved. I thought you had a drug problem. I did not know what was going on with you. You were acting so different. You were going out partying a lot. You weren't telling me anything. Like I thought there was something seriously wrong. <laughs> That's how bad it was.
1: Oh my gosh. So clearly, those emotions, like. Transformed and changed over time. Like the initial emotion was you being in your kitchen, being like, "This isn't your man," but Mm -hmm. you're gonna stay and and deal with it. How did those emotions change over time? What was it that initially that you were? What was the first time that did you move? The first time that you moved out. The first time that you were like, "I'm, we're done. I we need to go no contact and we're done."
0: Yeah, that was (laughs) again. It was like that same sort of calm acceptance, but I didn't want to deal with the grief.
1: Of course not. Yeah. Right. I
0: just didn't want to deal with the fact that like, I spent three years with this person. I did. He was like my first true love. We had this whole vision of a future together. I And that's why I held on through yeah. all yeah. of that craziness for those three months was because I just, I'd rather be with him hurting me than having to actually deal with the grief of it all.
1: Oh man, that, that hit. <laughs> I would rather deal with him hurting me than deal with the grief
0: that hit hard. <gasps> yeah oh yeah so it was quite a roller coaster and i just i thought that like i thought there was some way i could i could cheat the grief that i could not have to deal with it but you have to go through it
1: okay so walk us through the grief what was that like yeah you went no contact what was the three months like of no contact
0: it was honest so those first three months between yeah of no contact it was really like I said I just ignored it. I went right back onto dating apps. I was dating, I was hooking up. I threw myself into my job. I was work working in film, which you're working 75, 80-hour weeks. And so I was just working, dating, seeing friends, partying, just ignoring it. And you I went like back that, into the
1: dating world.
0: Yeah, and I didn't meet anybody, didn't like it, of course, cuz I wasn't fully authentic. I wasn't fully I wasn't there for the right reasons. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, shit, I haven't dealt with this. And then for some reason, the solution was I need to talk to him rather than now's the time to actually start grieving. The second time around, I was like, yeah, I need to grieve. I need to actually let myself be sad about that. So that was like falling in sick to work, not getting out of bed, ordering all my meals, just watching TV, being sad, being around friends. And so that was, like, the first couple months of it was just, like, I'm sad and I'm depressed. And I'm, that's, that's what it is. And I need to deal with this. And then I started looking at rebuilding my life. Okay, what's my life going to look like now for me? Mm-hmm. And I booked a solo trip to Cuba over Christmas. I started really, because I was so afraid to be alone. So I started yeah. learning how to be alone. I started, okay, I'm lonely. I'm going to actually double down in this and see what it's all about, that I'm not gonna die by being single. And that then opened the door for me to move from Vancouver to Montreal by myself, which was something I'd been wanting to do for years. Mm -hmm. And then eventually looking at starting my own business and then, oh my God, turns out there's so many other people who need help with breakups. So then it became this more healing as I was training myself and building a practice. It was like just so many things, Actual, so many beautiful positive things came out of actually allowing myself to feel those feelings.
1: How hard was it to walk away?
0: Honestly, that last time it was pretty easy. I knew it was over. I knew it wasn't going to work, especially because like I said, he was seeing this other woman and then she was there when we broke up and and it was clear he wanted to be with her. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to fight for someone who doesn't want me. Yeah. And it was almost like a bit embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But I just knew this was it was the right thing to do. We really tried, or I really tried. We yeah. really put our all into trying to make this work. And it was so ugly. And I just knew, yeah. So the first time it was hard. Yeah. But yeah. once I really knew...
1: I knew. You had mentioned that you had to relearn how to be single or learn how to be single because you guys had built a relationship basically in high school, right? Mm -hmm. And those are formative years. I don't know anybody who was 17 and knew what they were doing. I'm older now and I still haven't figured all of that out. Totally. But so you had to learn to be single. What did that include? Did you have a checklist of things that you
0: did every day or was it like just
1: (laughs) shooting the sky
0: and hoping it like worked? Pretty much. It was just like not going on a dating app and not replacing him with someone else. It was just Mm -hmm. actually allowing myself to be alone and investing in my female friendships and in my relationship with my parents and looking at what I actually like to do. I got more into fashion. I I started like doing art again. I got more creative. It it was like just looking at who am I as an individual, Right. And there was a lot of trial and error. A lot of, Oh my God, this sucks. Oh my God, I'm never going to be in a relationship again. This is amazing. It was so back and forth and it's still an ongoing journey. But I'm, I'm at the point now where I am dating again and I'm so good at being single that I'm like, I don't know how to do this again. I don't know how to not be independent.
1: <laughs> I listen. Yes. I am totally with you on that journey right now I totally get it so then how much did this change like your circle because three years and three formative years you guys must have shared friends you must have shared experiences yeah like like,
0: I'm actually I'm pretty lucky with that we got to know each other's friend groups but we never I never hung out with his friends when they weren't there he never hung out with my friends when I wasn't there it stayed very separate and so it was just back to the status quo after we broke up. There was, no, there was no funny business with that. We do have kind of a lot of mutuals. So a lot of my friends know him. And then, and then his partner went to a high school with a lot of my childhood friends. There'd be a lot of people sending me stuff. Oh, she posted this. He posted this. And I had to set a boundary with that. Just I'd rather not know and you hear things through the grapevine, but there was no real, there was no divorce. We didn't, there was no trial about who gets what friends. It was very clean. And so I'm very grateful for that.
1: Oh, that's so, much, that's so much easier as well. Totally. Were there moments in this entire process that you were like, this, we need to try working at this and massive doubts that you were like, other than the
0: one time that you were like, we need to talk about it? Yeah, not really. Like there, I did. I had moments in the first six to 10 months, probably, where it was just like, because I learned a lot about myself Mm. and the fact that who I was being in the relationship. And so once I saw that, I was like, did I actually fumble this? Did I fumble the love of my life? But that was very fleeting. It passed really quickly because. It was just clear we weren't compatible. What it was meant to be was a relationship from 16 to 20 years old or however old we were. That That's what it was meant to be. We had the plan of marriage and kids which then when you have that big end goal in mind, it can be hard to see everything else in between that you gained from the relationship. It just feels like it was a, the whole thing was a failure, but we both grew in such beautiful ways since then. I hear he's doing really well. He's really happy with his partner and that he's the best version of himself. I feel like I'm the best version of myself and we don't like look at that. We just look at the loss and not actually what we've learned and what we've gained. And so there were some fleeting moments where I was like, did I fuck this up? And yeah. some brief moments where I would miss him. But that was just because I hadn't had a relationship since him. He was my last sort of example of what an ideal partner looks like. And then one day it just really clicked more so than it already had. Yeah, I don't actually want that. Mm-hmm. I want something bigger than that.
1: oh I want to get more into what the bigger looks like but but you also mentioned that you had changed and grown yourself differently out of Mm -hmm. all of this so can you describe what it was like like being in the relationship and then going through the breakup and where you are now
0: yeah I've lived my whole life like I'm a victim (laughs) Oh, <laughs> everything's I'm, happening yes. to me To
1: me, instead of for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is my new mantra for 2024 that I keep telling
0: myself now. Yes, totally. And then not even that in, in building my coaching practice, there's been so much self discovery because you need to really get to the core of yourself to be able to help other people get to the core of themselves. Yeah. And something I saw for myself in a course I was taking a few months ago was that something I created when I was a kid, because there's these certain decisions we make about ourselves and about life when we're really young. One thing I decided about myself is that I'm a bad person. I'm like a bad person waiting to be found out. And so I need to be a good person. And the impact of that was that I wouldn't speak up for myself or say, Hey, this isn't working for me. And I never considered what that was like for him to be with someone who didn't speak up for herself, who didn't express there was a problem until it really was a problem, until it boiled to the surface and I just barfed it all over him. I never looked at what that was like for him and I saw the impact of it all over my life. I'm catering to what I think other people need as a way to not be found out as a bad person. I need to be good. I need teachers to like me. I had to get good grades because teachers had to like me. My friends' parents had to like me. I could never get in trouble. I got sent to the office once in elementary school, and it was just like, I was like, I'm such a bad person. That was like my worst fear. And then there was no room for people to ever say, hey, you did this, and that's not cool. I couldn't hear that. All I could hear was I'm a bad person, and I get so defensive because I just couldn't be with that. Right. And there's so many other things, right? He was also my source of soothing. Anytime I had any anxiety or anything, I would call him, I would rely on him to make me feel better. But I've, I've become the source of that. Anytime anything comes up, I can just sort myself out about it and deal with it. And that's like, that's such a gift. Because now in my next relationship, we can just have that relationship. They don't need to worry about fixing me i don't need to them to like i don't need to worry about them fixing me mm-hmm. but like, this relationship is going to make me whole because i'm already whole i can i'm good on my own yeah the next relationship is going to be an addition to my life not a completion of my life
1: oh i love those did you try new things like after the breakup to like see what you love and what you didn't love and then yeah. did you separate like new habits in your every day
0: yeah yeah like I've really st- like taken my health really seriously. my diet, waking up early, not scrolling on my phone in bed when I first wake up in the morning, mm. going to the gym four or five days a week. I used to go to the gym with him but now I'm like this is actually something for me and meditating, I do a lot of tarot now, just a lot of little things that i felt like i didn't need to do with him because he was just going to fix me and make me happy oh. and now that i'm at the source of that i've really had to look and i would i'd smoke a lot of weed too mm. as like just to numb myself i've stopped doing that i don't really drink anymore i even i was on anxiety medication for so long just to numb myself to all of it i've gone off of that so that i can be the source of my emotional regulation and then yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I got really more into fashion and, and actually mm-hmm. styling myself and finding my taste. I've been like taking pottery classes, I read a lot more, I draw and paint a lot more. There's so many things to be discovered when you just really look at who am I as an individual and what do I like to do.
1: How is because you mentioned a solo trip to Cuba. <laughs> and I think. It's, I don't know I've never done a solo trip I've always it's weird as it sounds I've always wanted to do a solo trip but I've never actually done one yeah was it odd and awkward what did you do when you went out for I'm guessing you went to an all-inclusive and yeah. so what did
0: you do for like dinner time did you go and just bring a book yeah I'd bring a book or would listen to my podcast or I don't know I would talk to people at the table next to me that was really uncomfortable at first like I, I wasn't how was that,
1: that? Yeah, I mean like, I we've all I don't know a single person who hasn't gone to a coffee shop and brought their laptop or or whatever or mm-hmm. a, a book to read or even just dinner and I've gone to the movies by myself but like a whole week of just you that wasn't yeah. like a part of me is oh that's so cool other part of me was like I'm anxiety thinking about it for
0: you <laughs> yeah like some days were harder than others like yeah. sometimes I would just be like in my room crying like why the fuck did I do this That
1: was part of my that was part of my next question I was like did you spend some time in Cuba crying
0: yeah but then I'd be like okay I can just go cry on the beach and I can go <laughs> have a margarita and cry on the beach I'll just go do that like it's you're sad yeah. in Cuba like I'll take that over sad at home <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> yeah there's worse things to be sad about
0: <laughs> totally yeah I was yeah. definitely uncomfortable but by the end of it i was like i love this and now i go out by myself all the time if i don't have plans for the weekends, i'll just make plans for myself and i'll go out by myself and then i have my regular places i like to go to and now like they know me so i'm like i'm not really going out by myself because the staff know me there and i can just sit at the bar and hang out and, and chat it's when you spend time with yourself there's so much to be discovered yeah, so true. And then I met so many people on that trip to Cuba as well. Oh, like, yeah. I got really close with one of the staff that works there. And I met people from all across Canada, the States and, and everything. Like, you really, yeah, you meet a lot of new people. It's, it was fun. Ultimately, it was fun.
1: Oh, I love this. I love <laughs> that, that you just... Taken it and just learn more about yourself and then going on the trip. are you gonna plan another solo trip
0: probably yeah I'm actually I'm actually heading to New Zealand in two weeks but <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous right now for how long two weeks I'm, I'm gonna be flying there alone and then one of my best friends she's on a visa down there so I'll be seeing her okay. um and then plan is to go to Greece for my birthday in July and so that. that's like that. I'm going whether or not someone wants to come with me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if it ends up being solo or not.
1: Oh, I love that. I don't think anybody leaves a breakup without some serious lessons. No. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're going to dive into what those were. Like, What were the paramount lessons that you were like, I'm glad I experienced it?
0: Yeah, the main thing, I can't rely on someone else to make me happy. I'm the source of my happiness, period. And I never would have got there if we had broken up. I would have stayed in that cycle of him, him being my source of happiness and needing him to soothe my anxiety and make me feel better, which is, like, not fair to you or your partner. No. Like, I, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. I'm glad that happened. And I'm glad I just got to have the experience of an ugly breakup too right like how ugly
1: was the breakup was it like one day you guys were okay and then the next day you were like that's it I'm packing my crap and I'm leaving
0: so like that second time we broke up like we actually that day we had gone out and had a date he took me to a a bird conservatory it was like really nice and romantic and he was like You know, I was, like, really anxious about, like, this other girl he had been seeing, and he was like, like, you're my wife. You are my person. Just don't even worry about it. And then eight hours later, I went and confronted him because he was out with her, and he couldn't even look me in the eye and was like, yeah, no. And then it just got really ugly because they're... I don't want to get too into it, but with his new partner involved, it's... feels like it's become a big kind of, they have their theories about who I am as a person. Of course. And so it's become, she does not like me. <laughs> and we were, him and I were on good terms after the breakup until one day I texted him. And then she replied on his phone to me. And then since then, it's I've just had to block both of them. And anyway. So got really ugly. Then I even tried to reach out three or four. Three months ago, three or four months ago, to actually fully get closure with that, because they were also pretty unhappy about my TikTok and how I was oh. posting about my, my healing experience and stuff. And I never dropped oh. my or anything like that. But no,
1: but it doesn't take, unfortunately, we live in a society where that finding out that information doesn't take much. And if somebody no. wants to know, then they're going to know.
0: Totally. And like if anybody, any of his friends saw me, they would have known that it was, they really weren't happy about that. And that became a whole thing that blew up as well. And so I really wanted to reach out and make amends with that and just get complete. Because I imagine I'm a sore, sore spot in their relationship as well. Yeah. And so I'm like, let's just like all three of us just get this in the past. And that did not go over well. So it just, it is what it is, but ultimately yeah I'm glad I went through it because I learned so much about myself and about who I'm going to be in the next relationship and who I'm not going to be in the next relationship and and also I can't I can't abandon myself just because I love someone like love's not enough no I was fighting so hard for it because I was like I love you this has to be it but love is easy to create yes. but a relationship is not easy to maintain right? It actually takes work. And Mm -hmm. if I'm putting in all of myself, and they're really not doing the same, that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Even if I love them, I need to walk away for my own sanity.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You work with women now in regards to like their breakups. Yeah. Are there triggers that come up?
0: Honestly, not really. That's amazing. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Thank you. Yeah, I work with men too. And I have consultations from men who are like, yeah, I cheated on my girlfriend. Like I fucked up or, and it, I thought that would trigger me,
1: but it Mm -hmm. really doesn't.
0: There's one of my coaches said something that's like really stuck with me. He said, Larry gets pissed off, but a leader doesn't. Mm -hmm. I've taken that on of like, Evelyn gets upset. Evelyn has triggers. A leader doesn't like, so when I'm on a call with someone, when I'm on a consultation with someone, that's the hat I put on. I'm a leader right now. And then it's like, I don't actually take it on. And then Evelyn doesn't even really get that upset about it either. Like, I'm just, I'm very at peace with all of it.
1: That is huge. That is, I think that's where everybody after a breakup wants to be being at total peace with all of it. Mm -hmm. um oh I love that okay talk to us a little bit more about what the new Evelyn looks like in the next (laughs) relationship
0: (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) do we need more time (laughs) that's a good question like I actually did just have a bit of a situationship I guess you'll call it oh love this (laughs) that I did have to end because he wasn't looking for a relationship and I had really tried to create that conversation and he was just very much, this is not something that I see for myself at this point in my life. He's also in the social media realm. He travels a lot. He doesn't even live in Montreal and he's like, I've done the long distance thing. I just don't see a relationship on the horizon for me. I was like, okay, I'm crazy about you, but that's not enough. I can't, right. I like, I just know that casual thing doesn't work for me. The mm-hmm. situation shifts. It doesn't work for me. I get so invested when I like someone, and as much as it hurt, I'm, I, I had to walk away. And I think how that's long a huge were you the that
1: situation ship before you walked away.
0: Just like a couple months, it was really but then that's the thing. I, I get so invested. I yeah. just yeah, I love. and so when I see potential for it, I'm like, yes, I throw myself into it, which that's something I'm not going to stop doing because I think that's how you actually create that with someone. Absolutely. What When I first got out of that long-term relationship, I was like, how do I prevent this from happening? How do yes. I stop myself from experiencing heartbreak in the future? What information do I need to withhold? What lessons do I need to pull from this and move forward so that I never feel this way again? But something I just preach with my clients is that if you want to live a big life, heartbreak is going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in love, You've got to take those risks and the heartbreak is going to happen. And so I'm at a point where I'm not afraid to fully throw myself into something and have it not work out because that's the way you're going to get access to these things. Even like in my business, my heart breaks every time I have a consultation with someone and I hear their story and then they go, oh, I'm just going to try to figure it out on my own. I don't think I actually need your help. I'm like, I see this potential for you. I just heard about how difficult this is. My heart breaks every time that happens, every time my friends are upset, every time my family is hurting Yeah, absolutely. because my heart's invested in it. And that's how you actually live a big life. If you want to reap those rewards, heartbreak's going to happen. I'm okay with that. Oh, oh, and you feel you said you feel
1: like a whole person now. Do you think this contributed to becoming that whole person heavily?
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I thought I needed him. Ooh, that's that. That hurts. Physically, that hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. Like I became an adult with him. I didn't even know how to cut an onion. Like he taught me how to cut vegetables properly. He like helped me learn how to drive. Right. Like it. Oh, you guys really shared
1: a lot. Yeah, you guys shared a lot lot together.
0: A lot, and I thought I couldn't live without him, but it turns out I can. So I can live without anyone.
1: (laughs) Right. So now it's a conscious choice that you're making, right, to be in Mm -hmm. something with someone. Yeah. Do you find yourself making different dating decisions? Definitely. I'll
0: take things much slower. I I won't be intimate with someone until at least. Three dates because then I find them that muddies the waters I, it's hard to see someone clearly I find when that intimacy is involved yep. that's how I get really Absolutely. attached that way and just all not treating it like I'm playing the field not to be a player but almost treating it like a game rather mm-hmm. than going out on a first date and is this my person is this my husband is this the father of my children But just treating it like, here's someone in front of me who I'm getting to know, being with it as it is right now, and then seeing how it goes from there. Of course, a relationship is ultimately what I want, so eventually that conversation is going to need to happen. But right now, I'm just out for drinks on a first date with this person who I'm getting to know.
1: I love it. Shooting it super, super slow. You're not
0: ready. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are you looking for now like how are you looking at relationships differently now
0: yeah i am i'm back on hinge just because oh like, let's talk
1: about that for a second <laughs> yeah and does it as a breakup and relationship coach does it change like when you are on a dating app are you like this is 10 times more frustrating
0: not really like it's funny <laughs> It's just, like I said, it's just like a game. It's fun, right? And then, like, I meet someone genuine to go out with, and I'm like, okay, great. But there's there's a lot of weirdos, right? But it's just, like, entertaining. It's not. Yeah. Because such a huge thing I've learned is nothing is personal. We're all just dealing with what we're dealing with. There's no toxic people. There's just people dealing with what they're dealing with. And rather than looking at this guy's being an asshole to me, like, I can't believe he said this to me, but like, okay. That's, that's just you dealing with what you're dealing with. That's just hilarious. Like all the best to you, my guy. It takes, I feel like it takes a lot for me to get frustrated at this point. It's I felt awesome. a bit of frustration with that situation ship I, I was seeing. Cause I was like, just really, but again, it's just, it can just be fun. I'm young. I'm in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot at stake for me right now I do want a relationship I do want that seriousness and closeness with someone but there's not really any rush for that
1: no that's awesome
0: mm-hmm. um do you do you have rules in regards to online dating now mm. yes yeah, so well like I said I won't be intimate until at least the third date at the very earliest yeah I got a lot of people who were like oh You want to just come over and watch a movie? No. (laughs) No, you're going to take me out.
1: Yeah, I I, I just stay in those messages that are like, come over and just hang out at my place. No. Yeah. like I don't even know you.
0: Exactly. You could be a serial killer, first of all. Exactly. Exactly. And then second of all, aren't you supposed to be trying to woo me? Wine and dine me. Show me a good time. Yes. Right? Yeah. Show me that you can actually invest in something at least on the first date do you so do like, coffee dates coffee dates yeah coffee dates are yeah. nice okay. just going out for a cocktail going out for dinner i had I was such a lovely first date actually a few weeks ago with this really lovely guy we both texted each other after and we're like don't really feel a romantic spark no worries all the best if you ever need a friend very amicable but it was like yeah he we met outside his apartment we went to this really lovely cocktail bar for drinks and then we ubered to this really fancy nice restaurant three-course meal he paid for everything he actually got nice and dressed up which that's the thing with online dating i find always i'll put on a nice outfit and i'm like you're wearing a t-shirt and jeans are you kidding me and it's
1: wrinkled and you look ridiculous you just rolled out of bed and i yeah i always wear the makeup on my face for this Literally, but
0: he was like, he was dappered up, and unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there was no romantic spark. But it was like, okay, these guys exist, there are people who are willing to bring that, especially on the first date. And that's been really nice. Okay, I can actually hold out for what I want. My needs, I'm not asking for too much, I'm just asking the wrong people.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I like, I love that. Can you walk us through a little bit of like, when clients come to you, you, they have an initial call, walk us a little bit through about what happens with you and them. Like, how do you walk them through the process?
0: Yeah. So we have an initial, like a free consultation call where I just really get what's going on for them. See if I can help them really get to the source Mm -hmm. of what's really bothering them about the breakup. Yes. Breakups hurt. They're sad, but there's usually something That's what I call getting them hooked by it that has them unable to let go of it on their own. Usually it's something to do with your parents, your childhood, some, like I said, for me, being a bad person, some blind spot, as I call it, that's really, they can't let go of it. And so identifying what that is and what I actually, you know, can work with there and get to the root of that. And then from there, based on their budget and all of that, we like create a plan of how we're going to work together moving forward. And usually it'll be two, two or three one-on-one calls per month. I also have a breakup group I host, so they get access to that, uh, a copy of a guided journal that I published so that they can mm-hmm. like really do that work on their own. But mm-hmm. it's really about getting to the root of what is actually there about the breakup, what's really fully bothering them. And then not even just getting over it, but okay, what do you want to do next with your life? I have one client right now who she's doing, she had a massive breakthrough in three sessions. That's the fastest progress I've ever seen. I'm so proud of her. And so she's pretty solid with the breakup. She's already met a new guy who she really likes. And so now, and, and she's an actress. And so now it's okay. What do you want to do with your career? And so now we're getting into her limiting beliefs. And all of that things that are holding her back in her career. And so if we've got that emotional grief out of the way, how are we going to take your life up to 100?
1: Amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That's really a true mm. transformative journey of not just not just getting over a breakup, but seriously just finding yourself. Because I think that we heard it in your story. It feels like you adapted a little bit to your partner to accommodate mm-hmm. his needs and his wants. And then lost yourself in the process and then had to relearn about yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a common thing that we do. Everybody does it, I think.
1: Will that Evelyn show up again in the next relationship? Accommodating?
0: (laughs) Oh, the face! Sorry.
1: (laughs) Sorry, you guys can't see this on, but the the face was definitely like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, that's the thing. I hope so. But not to my own fault. Of course. Not to the point where I lose myself in a relationship. But that's the thing. Like when you love someone, if you want a relationship to thrive and work, you do accommodate to them and adapt to them and hope that they do the same back, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This concept of viewing yourself as relationship rather than I am in this relationship. If I am the whole relationship what do I need to do to actually make it thrive? For example, if you're working at a company, and rather than viewing yourself as a staff member of the company, if I am this company, right, you see something that's not done, that's not in your department or whatever, you'll take it upon yourself to go and do it because you are the company. And Mm -hmm. if the company fails, you fail, Yes, right? Not to say if the relationship doesn't work out, then I'm a failure. But I should hope that I will fully invest myself in the next relationship, but not to the point where I can't walk away because I think I'll die without them.
1: Yeah. Ah, this was such a beautiful conversation. I am Mm. so glad that February is being kicked off with this. Final advice for our listeners, based on your own experiences and lessons. What? is the biggest tip that you can give in regards to going through a breakup
0: yeah first of all I know it sucks I know it hurts you miss them you wanted it to work out you want to text them you want that emotional relief you want anything but to be feeling this way but this is all happening for a reason like we just said this is not happening to you it's happening for you yeah and I guarantee you've already grown in some way from it, and you will continue to grow and look at everything that you've learned from the relationship and from the breakup so far rather than everything you're losing. Look at everything you're gaining mm-hmm. and then most importantly, keep your friends close and keep talking about what you're dealing with and you don't even have to be venting and talking about the situation all the time, but just get out of your head a little bit. If you find yourself going down a rabbit hole in your home alone, just FaceTime a friend, have a conversation, get out of your head and into your body. I think those are that's the most important thing. Oh, I love
1: that. Thank you so much, Evelyn. Before we yeah. wrap up, let's tell the audience where they can find you.
0: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Evelyn Christine, E-V-X-L-Y-N-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Send me a DM, give me a follow. I'd love to hear your story. I have a a podcast of my own that you can check out. And I do an Ask Ev segment on the third Sunday of every month. If you DM me or email me a question, I can answer it live on the podcast just for you. Oh, I love that. Great (laughs) idea.
1: I love that so much. Thank you so much, Evelyn, for joining us. This was such a beautiful conversation. I hope that anybody who's going through a current breakup right now at least reaches out just to have an initial conversation because this was great. This was awesome. Thank Thank you. you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much, Evelyn, for joining me here on Share a Latte. Besties, I want you to remember that healing after a breakup is a process and not a destination. Savor the lessons that we explored today, and just like a well-brewed cup of coffee, let them linger. Whether you're navigating a breakup or supporting a friend, the journey to resilience is about embracing the warmth within. Until next time, remember, some heartbreaks are painful, filled with so many life lessons. You are so worthy of loving yourself through that pain. I hope that this episode inspired you and you take bigger steps in creating that beautiful life that you've always wanted. If today's episode warmed your heart, please hit that subscribe button and stay with us for future journeys. If you enjoyed the chat today, your thoughts and feedback mean the world to me, and they'll help others discover the magic of Share a Latte. Each story enriches our journey. Remember, you can turn trials into triumphs and scars into stars. Keep believing, keep chasing those beautiful dreams. This is Min taking her last sip from the Cheryl Lache podcast, where life happens and coffee helps.